This Week in Agriculture, a production of the Red River Farm Network. With a look at markets, I'm Randy Conan. The April supply-demand report, pretty much a yawner this week. USDA made no changes to corn or soybean ending stocks. Wheat stocks rose to 30 million bushels. Regarding South American production, USDA increased its estimate for Brazil's soybean crop and made additional cuts to Argentina's crop. Corn ending stocks are unchanged from the March report at 1.34 billion bushels, soybeans at 210 million bushels, wheat ending stocks at 598 million bushels. USDA made no changes to Brazil's corn production in the April supply-demand report, leaving Brazil's corn production at 125 million metric tons. USDA did bump soybean production in Brazil by a million tons to 154 million. Argentina's corn production lowered 3 million metric tons to 37 million, and the soybean production in Argentina lowered by 6 million tons to 27 million tons. Van On and Company market analyst Christy Van On says USDA numbers came in very close to pre-report estimates. It ended up leaving the exact same carryout level for corn and soybeans as we had in the previous report. Um, They were anticipating a slight decrease in carryout levels, and that's coming off of a quarterly stocks report um, that gave us the indication that we had less than we thought grain around, meaning our usage was higher than we expected it to be. Following the supply-demand report, Total Farm Marketing Senior Advisor Naomi Bloom says the market will be watching planting progress closely. It's going to take a couple weeks for the North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota, and northern Wisconsin to really, you know, thaw out, see that snow melt, and then dry out in order to get the market and to get the crop planted, of course, on time. So the report kind of negative against expectations, but the market is doing a really nice job, like I said, of shrugging off the news. Seen some wide swings in the wheat market here this week. Global Commodity Analytics and Consulting President Mike Zuzlo does expect the wheat market, though, to lead these grains higher. When you look at the spring wheat planting pace at 1%, you look at the hard red wheat conditions that are suggesting it's going to be hard to get a national yield out of this wheat crop above 42.5 bushels to the acre because that's where we were in 2013-2014 when hard red wheat conditions in Kansas were only a 35% very poor to poor. So we're double that at this point, essentially. Um, but the, and, and then the USDA came in today and said global ending stocks of 265 million tons. That was below the lowest trade guess from the Reuters poll. So I think everything starts with the wheat. Cattle markets put in a fairly decent week. Country Futures market analyst Daryl Holliday says the lingering effects from drought conditions in the southern plains continues to impact this cattle herd. This central southern plains area, we liquidated so many cattle over there the last year and even the year before, but really last year. And if we don't see that moisture change situation, that pattern change, we could be in for another round of liquidation. Now, I don't think it's going to be as big as people may think, simply because there's a bigger part of Texas that's in pretty as much better shape. And unfortunately, the other factor is we liquidated so many, there's not many more to liquidate on the cow side of things. Agrisampo North America market analyst Sterling Smith says that cash cattle market is trying to lead the futures higher here. He had a spectacular week for the cash market and live cattle. We moved up, uh, we saw cash trade in Nebraska as high as 185. And this is the highest we've seen, obviously, in quite a while. I haven't gone back and checked the records, but noticeably higher. Cutouts have moved north of $3 a pound for choice. As long as the consumer is willing to pay up, we've got a runway here for the cattle market to go higher. And that's a look at markets this week in agriculture. I'm Randy Conan. 
Owning livestock can be a tricky business at times. The insurance team at Egg Country Farm Credit Services understands, which is why we work with ranchers every day to help mitigate risk. So whether you're looking for protection against price declines or loss of gross margin, Egg Country can help you. Livestock revenue protection is available for cattle, dairy, and swine. Learn more about your options by contacting your local Egg Country office. Check out the Job Opportunities tab on the Red River Farm Network website. The new Ag Innovation Campus at Crookston has three new jobs posted, including a plant electrician, maintenance, and operations. Recent listings also include American Crystal Sugar, AURI, North Dakota Soybean Council, and more. Find all the details on the Job Opportunities in Agriculture tab on the Red River Farm Network website. That's at rrfn.com. A look at news this week in agriculture. I'm Whitney Pittman on the Red River Farm Network. Russian President Vladimir Putin's press secretary is repeating a message that has been heard in recent weeks. Dmitry Peskov said the outlook for the Black Sea Grain Initiative is not so great. A month ago, Russia only agreed to a 60-day extension of the grain deal rather than the previous term of 120 days. Russia is seeking concessions from the sanctions imposed by the West. The current deal is scheduled to expire. May 18th. The conflict between Russia and Ukraine and tensions with China prompts concern about global markets. In an interview with Red River Farm Network, CHS President and CEO Jay Deberton admits this is an uncertain situation. But the U.S. farmer can compete with anyone around the world, uh, anyone. And um, and when you have these high demands, um, you know, I think you still get this pull on the U.S. market for uh, for, for, for foodstuffs because, you know, that, that comes first. That comes first in every economy is, is feeding the people. And, uh, again, as you point out, I think countries are, doing, are taking some steps to shore, kind of shore up their supply chains. But, but the fact of the matter is we need it all. Environmental Protection Agency Administrator Michael Reagan has said the agency could quickly change its Waters of the United States rule if changes were made in the Supreme Court. American Farm Bureau Federation Director of Government Affairs Courtney Briggs does not agree. Significant nexus is a cornerstone of the Biden administration's WOTUS definition. So there are aspects of this rule that can survive after after a second decision, but when the cornerstone of it really is up for question, a lot of work is going to have to be put into making revisions to this. The newly revised definition of the WOTUS rule cannot be implemented or enforced in North Dakota, South Dakota, and 22 other states. A federal judge in North Dakota granted a preliminary injunction stopping the new WOTUS rule pending the outcome of a lawsuit filed in North Dakota. The decision to block the WOTUS rule is being praised by North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum and the state congressional delegation. Congressman Kelly Armstrong described WOTUS as a red tape disaster and hopes the rule will ultimately be thrown out. The southern Minnesota pork processing plant is preparing to close, and a notice to the state, High Life Foods, says it has faced a variety of issues, including inflationary pressures, high grain costs, foreign exchange rates, and operational losses. The Wyndham plant has the capacity to process 1.2 million hogs per year. Legislation banning foreign ownership of farmland has passed with a 90-to-1 vote in the North Dakota House. House Bill 1135 puts a prohibition on ownership of agricultural land 
by any foreign government except for Canada, with the one exception that I mentioned uh, in the amendments. Uh, we passed this out overwhelmingly, and I ask that this body uh, passes again with a green vote on House Bill 1135. That's House Agriculture Committee Chair Paul Thomas. This action does not apply to land used for ag research. The same bill passed unanimously in the North Dakota Senate. The current agricultural trade surplus may turn into a deficit later this year, according to USDA economist Bart Kenner. We're not talking about breaking records each month like we were, it seems, this time last year. Export numbers have slipped in the past five months. USDA's current trade forecast for the entire year calls for a trade deficit of 14.5%. This has been a look at news this week in agriculture. I'm Whitney Pittman. You're listening to the Red River Farm Network. Liberty Herbicide from BASF delivers performance, peace of mind, and simplicity. Here's BASF business rep Chad Fury. Liberty has been such a phenomenal tool for us, especially even late in the season. As some of these weeds maybe escape or get bigger, Liberty's still doing a very nice job out there with everything. What kind of weeds are we targeting? Water hemp, it's a big one, especially late. Or as you go west, it'd be like kochia. Your local retailer has more information about Liberty and the weed control options from BASF. Early mornings, late nights, rain, snow, sunshine. You've clocked in a 40-hour work week, and it's only Tuesday. No one works harder than the American farmer and rancher. The Red River Farm Network is proud to deliver farm news, markets, and weather to the innovators and decision makers. 90 minutes of farm programs each weekday, four farm broadcasters, and one ag meteorologist. On air, online, and on the go, the Red River Farm Network is reporting agriculture's business. With a look at weather this week in agriculture... I'm Sierra Doctor on the Red River Farm Network. North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum has declared a statewide emergency for spring flooding. All state agencies, including the National Guard, are on standby to provide resources. In addition, the legislature will consider a $2 million plan for the natural disaster response. With spring in the air, snowmelt is happening quickly. SDSU Extension State Climatologist Laura Edwards says the soil is in a good position to absorb a lot of that moisture after last year's dry fall. We still see some shallow frost there under the snowpack, um, so the soils haven't thawed out yet. But everywhere that we've seen soils thaw out, they are seeing increases in soil moisture. So compared to a year where we would have very wet soils to start the season, actually the drought and, and dry fall that we had last year really has allowed those soils to take up more moisture. You know, if we're looking at, you know, the total water sitting in, in the snowpack right now, the soils can take up more of that than they typically do. But we just have just a quantity of water sitting out there that we can't help, but we're going to see some flooding. And Edwards thinks some farmers in South Dakota could break into fields this week with small grains. Still waiting for soil temperatures to come up a little bit, you know, with our far, you know, southeastern areas just reaching 50 degrees kind of now. Farmers in the Kennedy, Minnesota area remain optimistic as the snowmelt begins. Rob Reining says the snowpack is slowly shrinking. With the amount of snow on the fields, Reining thinks it could be at least three weeks before fields are fit. Oh, boy. You know, it, it all depends on, uh, on temps we get and, uh, and if we get this rain later in the week. Uh, things could change fairly quickly, but I, I mean, we're, we're still, I think, looking at, at May. 
Bathgate, North Dakota-based MR Consulting owner Mark Ramsey says the snowpack is getting a little less every day around him. Ramsey says optimistically farmers in the Bathgate area should be in the field mid-May. Yeah, that's kind of what our optimistic time would be right now is the middle of May. I mean, the old farmer's wives' tale around here was when the river goes through Bathgate, it's a month till we go to the field. And false-wise, I'd say there's water in the river right now in town, but I don't really call it running. So let's go a month to, you know, five weeks. Belfield, North Dakota farmer and rancher Byron Richard says the western part of the state has been put through the ringer with wild swings in temperatures, but the snowpack has been relatively light. Well, I guess it's kind of a matter of extremes. Last week, if you remember, we were 20s for the high, and this week we hit mid-80s yesterday. Cooled off a little bit today. We had minor, little minor flooding, nothing major. 80% of the snow is probably gone. There's a few snowbanks left out there, but yesterday took a lot of it down. As far as calving, that too, considerably better than last year. Last year we hit two back-to-back storms about this time when we were thick of calving, and this year we're having exceptionally nice calving weather. So hopefully we can take advantage of that cattle market that's up pretty good right now, and we'll have a pretty good percentage of calves on the ground that will be ready for market this fall. In South Dakota Wheat Commission Executive Director Reed Christofferson says temperatures up to 90 degrees contributed to enormous snow melt this past week, and in some places, spring wheat planting is underway. Well, the conditions across South Dakota over the last week have changed drastically. Uh, we went from winter to summer in 48 hours, and many producers are commenting that uh, spring somehow just never even appeared. So uh, it uh, certainly is South Dakota, the land of infinite variety. In uh, south-central South Dakota, near uh, Ideal South Dakota, one of our commissioners uh, was, uh, they were in the field yesterday starting to seed spring wheat, would uh, anticipate that as we move up the Missouri River into uh, central South Dakota that we'll have more seeding activity. And that's a look at weather this week in agriculture. I'm Sierra Doctor on the Red River Farm Network. Weeds. Disease. Markets. If you grow dry beans, you're dealing with crop management pressures all season long. And while you're tough enough to handle the pressure, your dry beans aren't. That's why there's BASF. Our dry bean crop protection solutions relieve the pressure with better control start to finish. Contact your BASF retailer for better dry bean solutions all season long. This is farm broadcaster Sierra Doctor inviting you to join us for coverage of the South Dakota FFA Convention. This is an opportunity to celebrate the accomplishments of the 5,500 members of the South Dakota FFA. You'll hear from state officers, award winners, and FFA supporters. Red River Farm Network's coverage of the South Dakota FFA Convention is sponsored by South Dakota Farmers Union, South Dakota Soybean Council, and South Dakota Corn Utilization Council. The Red River Farm Network. We're reporting agriculture's business.